0: Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. So how are you feeling on Mother's Day? I know one thing we all got in common. We all have a mother. Am I right? Yes. If you're here and you do not have a mother, we'd like for you to raise your hand. <laughs> we we want to meet you. So let me say this. If losing a mom has taught me anything about this day, it's taught me love them and honor them every chance you get. Because you never know when they're going to be gone. And so honor your mom. Love her. Some of you say, I had a difficult mom. God understands that. But I just think there's something beautiful about honoring, even when it's the most difficult thing you'll do. Because for those in the room that are moms, I don't know how you do it. And I'm not just telling you that because it's Mother's Day. I don't know how you do it. I told my wife this morning, I said, Rachel, you're an incredible mom. I just don't know how you do it. I had a mom tell me this week she didn't want to be here today. It was going to be a terrible day for her. And she's a mom. So why is that? Well, it's because that it, always, it doesn't always turn out the way you want it. I, I, I was visiting with a mom, and, and she told me the story. She said she, was, she had children, and, and the youngest one was just a problem. He was in high school, and for some reason, he was at home that day, and she was doing what she normally did, trying to take care of things around the house. And he was just driving her crazy. And, I mean, she was very upset and angry because he was upset and angry at her and and his dad as well. And she finally just looked at him and said, would you please go to work with your dad? I don't want to deal with you here. And as she told me, I could sense the guilt in her. Moms, there's a real thing called mommy guilt. And you feel like if I had done something right, my kids wouldn't have turned out that way. And and the enemy uses that to beat you up and to, to, to literally strip you of all the dignity and joy of being a mom. Because days like this, you think, oh, gosh, I'm just reminded of how if I'd have done this or if I'd have done that. Can I just tell you, you can be a perfect mom and still have rotten kids. You say, wait a minute. How do you know that? Because God was a perfect parent and had terrible kids. You're saying, well, who are they? Look around. (laughs) Meet them. I mean, we're here. I mean, even in the garden, he created Adam and Eve. And how long did that take before it went south? He gave them everything. Chick-fil-A open every day. I mean, everything. (laughs) I was in the airport in Little Rock trying to fly back, and it was Friday, and Rachel said, hey, there's Chick-fil-A in the airport. Yes. (laughs) Second thought, what day is it? (laughs) Oh, it's Friday. Good. Four o'clock in the afternoon, they were closed. I'm like, no. Why? Why? So the point is, it was a perfect garden. And Adam and Eve rebelled against God. And then not long after that, Cain kills his brother Abel. So tell me what God did wrong. Tell me what parenting mistake he made. And I think with the mom guilt, there comes mom shaming. Because I'm sure there's somebody who wanting to tell God what he did wrong. Ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Someone said in the pandemic, mommy shaming was at an all-time high. Because no matter what decision you made for your kids, it was going to be the wrong one. And you were told about it. And now we have a public arena called social media, where you get called out for everything. So, do you send your kids to school? I don't know. Well, if you do, there'll be some shaming going with it. Well, if you keep your kids at home, there's gonna be some shaming go with it. Well, this n- unschool, there's gonna be shaming with it. Every bit of it. And then what about? Should I breastfeed or not? I never thought that something as natural and God-given as breastfeeding. Would be a mommy shaming subject. Both ways. I mean, it goes both ways. Then you got vaccinations. Vaccinate? No vaccination for your children. Mask? No mask. Think about all the ways, moms, you have been shamed because of the decisions you made. So, can I just tell you that God created a world that we broke. We messed it up. And I think the danger is if we forget that and we blame everything on us, or we start listening to all of those tell us how bad we are. And by the way, there's another group you don't need to listen to, and that's the moms who go, oh, well, my kids are perfect because I am a righteous mom, and if you do it like me, it'll work out great. May God help us if we ever take glory from him. Moms, if your kids are perfect, Can I just beg you in the name of Jesus? You better give him all the glory because you have been blessed by him. It's not about us. We live in a broken world, and that brokenness manifests itself in so many different ways. But in the middle of all that brokenness, I know what moms need today. And that's not because I am one. I just know people. I ask them, you know what the number one need for a mom is today? Hope. Tell me. There's hope. And I just think for some of you, if you walk out of here today with your head held high, if you turn off this TV program or the stream and you feel, you know what, God, thank you. I'm so blessed to be a mom. Then God has spoken to you. We want to give resources to you. We want to provide you every, everything we can. Uh, let me tell you about one We have a mother uh, who is here who is very gifted in her writing and her teaching. And her name is Stacy Thacker. She's written a book that has been updated and revised. It's called, I love the title, Unraveled. And she is going to be in the center lobby after the service. These books will be available for you to purchase. And then she's there if you want to meet her or if you want her to sign it or whatever. Here's Here's a quote from this book. For the weary mom buried underneath the mess of life and believe she's alone, you're not. Hope is here. Let's walk together. And I want to encourage you, Mom, there's too many ways to get help and to get people that can speak into your life. And above all, may the Word of God this morning speak into your life. Because I know why the future doesn't look appealing to you. I know why anything in the future just makes you depressed is because you think it's going to look just like your present. But I'm telling you, Jesus came to change the future, and he came to change your present. And you are beautiful. And God has gifted you. And he has something for you called hope. Now, may I say, the verse we're going to read applies to every one of us. You don't have to be a mom. For this verse to apply. Paul didn't write it just to moms. It applies to everybody, but especially on a day like today, let's let it live there. So if you've got a Bible, if you've got a device, go to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I'm going to do something a little different this morning with it. I think we all need to say this verse together. It's just one verse, Romans 15, 13. I want you to stand with me, and I'll, uh, I'll be reading it Uh, Out of my Bible, it's ESV, so if you happen to be following along in one that's not ESV, it may read a little different. But I want us to say it. In fact, I think it'll be on the screen for you so we can all say it together. Are you ready? It's a great verse. We'll say it twice, short, so let's get it twice. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let's say it one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That is God's desire for you. You may be seated. So let me tell you, there's hope for every mom who's in this room, who's on this stream, who's watching on TV. There's hope for every mom. You know why? Because he's the God of hope. Just three simple truths that I want you to get, ladies, to remember. He is the God of hope. And in the text, the way Paul writes it is actually a prayer. And I've signed many notes and many letters with this verse out of Romans 15 because I just love it. May the God of hope. And do you know how he's the God of hope? Because he created it. You know how he's the God of hope? Because he is hope. Moms, what you really need is not hope. You need God. You need Jesus to walk into your life, and then you have all the hope you need. He is the architect, the creator, the founder. He is that God who says, I'm not only the God of hope, but the second truth, I want to fill you with hope. Okay, go back to the text. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, and then abound in hope. So let me show you. He wants to give you hope more than you want hope. Do you realize that? The word fill, I mean, it's a beautiful way of describing it. It's a word that means abundance, more than you'll ever need. So he wants to do that. And I know there are moms who go, man, you just don't know my family. You don't know my situation. You don't know what I've been through. No, I don't, but he does. And I don't see any qualifiers on that verse. In other words, that verse is for every one of us and every mom in this room. I need you to remember this thing. You can't out-need God. You got that? You can't out-need God. What does that mean? Oh, my needs are way too big. No, no, no. You don't know our God. He wants to give you hope. And you know what else? He wants to give you more hope than you need. That's the beauty of the word fill. It's the Greek word pleroma. It means overflowing. And then it says, not only does he want to fill you with that hope, but he wants you to abound in hope. You know what that word means? Beyond the numbers. In other words, (laughs) he wants to do something that, my goodness, is beyond any expectation. It's over the top it defies the odds kind of like a horse race yesterday but anyway it, it's it's somebody that you never thought and God just said oh yeah I can do that he wants you to abound in hope and here's I guess the reason I say that is because we are believers not beggars you follow me we're believers we're his children And God just wants to give us hope. How many of you have ever been to Five Guys Burgers and Fries? You know what I'm talking about? Well, then you'll recognize this bag. For two reasons. It's greasy. That's the first reason. It has a cup. You get a cup of fries, right? And you're like, that's not many. Look in the bottom of the bag. Every five guys bag that I've ever gotten with the hamburgers and fries, it will have all kinds of fries. So what I'm saying is, follow me. There is always more than you need at the bottom. That's about bags and about life. There's more than you need at the bottom. The psalmist said, My cup runs over. So, mom, there's more hope than you could ever possibly need. And so you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, what do do I do? What's the the trigger? What's the key? (laughs) Good catch. Here it is in believing. You see, God gives you hope when you believe. You see that phrase in believing? I don't want to bore you with grammar. It's what they call a causal phrase, meaning that's the key in the whole verse. That causes hope to happen. What causes hope? Belief. Believing. And by the way, belief is not a noun. It's a verb. It's not a list of stuff that you think, oh, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. No, 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 no. It's what you do believe in him. And and he's not waiting to give you that to see if you earn it. No. I mean, there are moms that think there's no way I can earn it. Believing is more important than doing. Follow me. It's more important than doing. Most of the time you compare yourself with other moms and you think, man, I could never do that. I could never do that. That's not the basis of hope. Hope is not what you can do. It's what you can put your faith in. It's believing. And every mom in here can believe, even though you can't do what another mom did, but you can believe. And you, can, and you can just say, Lord, I believe. And you know what believing starts with? Trusting him. It's simply saying, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. And I am putting my life in your hands. I can't do this mommy thing. I am dependent on you, Jesus. I need you today. I believe that's where it starts. That's what believing looks like. Taking a step of saying, Jesus, it's all yours. Like I said, belief is a verb. And it's a ver- I mean, I've done this illustration so many times, I'm not going to do it today, because I can break my neck today. If I say I believe that chair will hold me up, as long as I'm standing over here, it doesn't really matter, does it? Moms, you can sit here in this room, or you can watch this and say, oh yeah, I believe all that, I believe all that. No, no, here's the question, are you willing to put your family in that chair? Are you willing to put your relationships, are you willing to put everything you are as a mom and put all your weight down? on Jesus. That's when you believe. That's when you say, Jesus, I'm yours. If you fail, I'm gone. I just think for a lot of moms, because it's so simple, it's overlooked. You need Jesus. And I want to invite you today. Say, Jesus, I need you. When's the last time you've told him? I mean, just Jesus, I trust you. I'm giving you my life. Maybe you've never taken that step. We talk about being saved. We talk about having a relationship with Christ. We see people baptized. I can tell you something about Jamie. She came to a point where she said, Jesus, it's all yours. My life is yours. And she sat down like I did on this chair. She gave her life to him. Moms, this is the greatest thing you can do. I know there are a lot of books out there on helping you be a mom. I know there's a lot of self-help stuff out there. And I know there's a lot of tricks of the trade, so to speak, that you share with other moms. But I'm telling you, until Jesus walks in your life, you'll never be the mom he created you to be. He wants you to trust him. And he will take it. So I want us to do something. I want us to bow together. And I'd like to ask you a question. If you're watching this on TV, obviously you'll just indicate to the Lord in the privacy of your environment. If you're on the stream, you can actually put it in the chat. If you're in the room, and you would be willing to say today, David, I've tried my best, but I realize I need Jesus. And I'm putting my life, my family, and all that I am in his hands. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I realize I need Jesus more than anything else. Thank you. Thank you, moms. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Can I just pray for you, Father, right now? Would you speak to these moms and affirm them? Lord, let them know this is where it begins, and this is where hope is born, knowing you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for our sin, that we can believe and, Lord, be forgiven of our sin and be made brand new. And I pray that for every mom that raised your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Now look this way. Now your confidence, even in believing, is not in your ability to be a mom. It's in his ability to do what he promised. Am I right? Even if you work at it, ladies, even if you're so good, did you know there's things that you never learn until you're a mom? Somebody shared this with me. I I Rachel-proofed it. I always run things by my wife, especially on this day, to make sure it's okay and appropriate. And she said, yep. She said, this is exactly right what you never were told about being a mom. Number one, everyone will have an opinion on everything you do as a mom as soon as you get pregnant. If they don't like the name you picked, the stroller or the coat you bought, they're going to tell you about it. Am I right? Yeah. Number two, you cannot childproof the world. Your children are going to have accidents. No matter what you do, so don't beat yourself up about it. Number three, it's okay if everything is a mess for a while. It's okay. Number four, every baby is unique. So no matter what that mom who has seven of them says to you about, oh, you do this, you do that, her babies aren't your babies. Every child is unique, created by God. You will love your child more than you ever knew was humanly possible. I get amen from moms. You, you find that to be true? You love your children more than anybody told you you could. Oh, by the way, privacy is a thing of the past. <laughs> Say goodbye to Privacy. Remember, moms, you're separate from being a mother. You're not, oh, this is the one that some of you may struggle with. You, you're not going to enjoy motherhood all the time. There are going to be days you don't like being a mom. Your child will teach you more than you teach your child. Am I right? I heard an amen over there. Your child, just watch, just listen, just learn. And the last is... You're gonna struggle no matter what. Right. So, here's what I encourage you to do put your confidence in the one you believe in. Put your confidence first in His Word. I have three simple things a mom can do every day. Number one, read His Word. You can't believe what you hear out there. You can't believe what you, and not even what you read in books, but I can give you one book that is the book of hope that you can trust everything in it. Every day, read. Just read something from his word. Piper says everything written in the Bible is to waken and sustain our hope. This is where hope comes from. So every day, spend time in the word. Secondly, Pray for your family. Just pray for them. Believe for them. you got a situation that you don't know what to do. Say, God, I'm believing you that you're going to fix this. It's going to work out. In fact, can I throw an aside with that? You can't fix your children. I mean, I've had we, Rachel and I have talked about this many times through the year. We can't fix them, but we can love them. And we can pray for them. The most loving thing you can ever do for your children is to go to the one who created them and ask for his blessing and for him to change whatever it is that he feels should be changed. Abraham Lincoln actually said he remembers his mother's prayers and they've always followed him and they've clung to him all of his life. And the third thing, share with your family what you're learning about God. Because when they hear mommy talk about God, guess what? They're going to love God. When they hear mommy talk about Jesus and how much, they're going to love Jesus. When they see mommy praying or mommy worshiping, guess what? They're going to worship. Three simple things. And all of this is to say, this is where hope comes from, in believing. And you know what he says at the end of that verse? He said, not only when you believe it works, but he's going to give you the Holy Spirit so you can abound in hope. I think that just says He's going to give you His Spirit living with you every day so at 2 o'clock in the morning you don't give up. He's going to be there every day so that whatever you're facing, you don't give up. He sustains you. I mean, it's the Word. The Word power is the Word from which we get dynamite. So, moms, when you believe and rely on the Holy Spirit, you are the bomb. You are exactly what your family is needs you never have to feel defeated you never give up your heart may be broken so was God's but he never gave up neither should you so you remember the lady I talked about the mom who said she begged her son to go to work with her dad with the dad that was my mom I was the son and I was a pain in the wherever you would like to fill that blank in. <laughs> and I want you to know one of the last conversations I had with mom as I thanked her for not giving up on me. Because one night in one of my worst seasons, I came in late from a party and as I walked in, I heard something. And I stopped in the hallway and kind of walked down the hall toward my mom and dad's bedroom, and then I heard it. I heard her crying. And I heard her praying. I heard her call my name. You think I got over that? You think even in my worst rebellion, I just totally forgot about it? I never forgot about that. And can I just say, today... I'm living proof if you don't give up you never know what God can do you never know so let's believe for it today let's believe for it I want us to sing that song again and here's what I want you to do what is it that you're believing him for in other words if belief is where hope comes from when you are actually saying God it's yours I I can't do this name something Tell him, God I, I you know I'm struggling in a relationship with with one of my children or all of my children whatever it is God you know my health I'm I'm, I'm worried about what's coming and what's gonna happen to me believe for it and say God I, I just have to give it I give it to you whatever it is that is taking joy and peace and hope away you got to believe for it. And you got to say, God, here it is. So moms, this is where hope comes from when we believe. May you believe today. God, thank you so much for this promise. Thank you for this beautiful verse. And I just pray in this moment that as we sing this, we believe. And we are not going to quit, and we're not giving up. Because you said it, we will believe it. And you said it, and we believe it's done. God, we believe. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.